nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Sorry, Joe. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1022. Wow. Is that right? Is that right? Sure. Oh, no, no, don't say that. <laughs> oh, man. What was yesterday? I thought yesterday was 20. Man, you almost needed a minute no, or two to get ready. yesterday was 21. Okay. Okay, Feb 16, 2023, 60 degrees on this day in 1981, and 26 below on this day in 1936. Wait, wait a minute. Huh. You just said it was February 23rd when you said that. You said wait Thursday, February 23rd. Well, February 16th, 2023. Okay. Oh, okay. maybe I misunderstood right. the year and the I'm day. I'm confused. You know, a week from today, the date will be 2 2023. And now, from the mayor's office <laughs> above cool. the boathouse on the east shore That is my contribution for the it's day. It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, <laughs> Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushiro. I have a Garage Logic bulletin. Okay. Uh, my man Santa Bell Jim sent me something, and it struck home so urgently that I thought I would share it with you. And I predict, well, maybe with the exception of Rookie and Reavers, but I bet Kenny signs on and Height signs on. One thing nobody ever talks about being an adult is how much time you debate yourself on keeping a cardboard box because it's really, really a good box. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? I do it yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. me too. Me too. I'm guilty of that. It was you guilty, Reavers? I am only because of my two boys. <laughs> I'll look at a box and think, there's got to be a reason to keep this. Yeah. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Look at how sturdy it's this thing sturdy is. It's a sturdy one. Yeah. You got a good one. You got a good one. That, uh, that is so true. That, that reminds me of the time uh, Pat and I were out in the old studio in Maplewood. Oh, God. And there was a bunch of lumber on the floor. And I was eyeballing it. I was thinking to myself, these are pretty good pieces of wood. What are these boards doing <laughs> That's here? exactly the word he used. Royce, he said, that's the difference between you and me. You like boards. <laughs> <laughs> Boards. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I like a good cardboard box. Did, what other piece of lumber did he also refer to as? Why? Why? I need a board. Oh, he's always talking about grain boards. Oh yeah. 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 No grain doors. No. Boards. He calls no. He calls them grain doors. Well, because they're an old door that used to be on the back of a truck. Yeah, I'm assuming is. that's what he's. Yeah. Boards. Do you recall Joe, our Garage Logic? correspondent who's been updating us regarding a variety of episodes with his across-the-street euphorian neighbors. Sure. Yes. And when we concluded episode three, which came in very early this month, we learned that uh, 
uh, I'll, I'll try to update you on three. Uh, I have a truck, and I know that Kenny is going to ask, but it's a Toyota Tundra. This is for episode three. Okay. Yes, yeah. it is a Toyota because they are the only non-government car company left. But the Mysterians texted me. They couldn't even call me to borrow my truck so they can go buy a new snowblower. I asked them what kind, and of course they said electric. I asked them uh, if uh, if why they couldn't use their own van, and they told me that it's easier to borrow my truck than take the seats out of their van. Uh, this is from episode three. Okay. I couldn't believe the laziness, so I told them that I don't allow electrical-powered equipment in my truck, and if they would be buying a gas-powered one, I would. And what he wanted to know in Episode 3, okay, they did go out and bought a new electric snowblower, which didn't get through the first snowfall. The Mysterian now asked if he could borrow my truck because they are going to get a different snowblower because the electric one didn't have enough power. So my question is, should I allow them? I don't want to, but at least he's going to get a gas-powered piece of equipment. How should I handle this? Since you helped start this, I think you should be an active member, plus I might get a few more laughs. And I think what we did is we not only encouraged him to let them borrow his truck, yeah, yeah, we yeah. encouraged him to go along. Oh, yeah, the material yeah. would All just right. be, yeah. All yeah. right, now here we go. The okay. <laughs> this this guy's got a brass neck, man. This is, is this awesome. Is <laughs> Good afternoon. I hope that you and the band of lost misfits are doing well. I wanted to let you know how the shopping trip went with the Mysterian neighbor to buy his new gas-guzzling snowblower after his electric snowblower didn't have enough power. After listening to your suggestion about offering to go with my Mysterian neighbor instead of simply borrowing my truck to him, Come on, man, it's lending. I thought to myself, well, this will be interesting. But I called him up anyways and told him, hey, dummy, how about this? I don't like to borrow my truck to others, but I'm happy to go with you if you want. I haven't talked to you in a while. I wanted to see if I could settle him down as I am known to push his buttons. Before I start with this story, I want to make it clear that there will not be any conversion with this guy. They drank the punch. Heck, they have a swimming pool full of it with lawn chairs and tiki torches. For example, my wife told me the other day that the neighbor's wife was in the Star Tribune paper. I said, no way, but there she was, standing six feet apart, with a couple of other neighborhood mysterians promoting a new county crisis center. What really got me laughing is that they had to make sure that they were at least six feet apart for the picture. The actual trip was not that enlightening. I picked him up and asked him where he wanted to go, which was the local Menards. I suggested Fratelloni Hardware because you could get a better quality snowblower for a fair price, but we went to Menards and he bought the cheapest snowblower that he could find. I am sure that there is a link here somewhere, but I will need to think about it more. I don't understand it as money does not seem to be a problem with them. He is a big wig with Ecolab, so I know that there is plenty of income, Plus, they have service vans over there all the time, and their kids are signed up for every activity imaginable. I'll try to draw another picture. Every summer, he goes through at least a handful of extension cords while he is mowing. Uh, here is the uh, here is their usual mowing routine. On May 1st, the wife will put up a lawn sign for No Mow May. Then on April 1st, he will come out with his electric mower and spend the next six hours trying to cut the extra long grass. 
Every time he starts the farthest away from his house, so he has to move the extension cord for the lawnmower. Instead of working from the house out, he does it backwards every time. Therefore, he is consistently running over his extension cord. It is one of the funniest things to watch between him running over the cord and he has to continually stop to unclog the mower. I've never seen a lawnmower get clogged because of grass. Another story is I brought my family camping out in the Black Hills last summer using our extremely worn-out pop-up camper. While I was loading up the camper, he came over and asked me if we were going camping. <laughs> You're not here for the camping, are you? <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said that he loved camping. Oh. So I asked where they went. He explained that a few years ago he rented a full-size RV to go out to the Black Hills and that it was his first and only time camping. Oh. All right. Maybe That's, Kenny can jump in with his, his yeah. advice, but I told him that was not camping. No, no. If you don't have to go outside to pee, it ain't camping. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But I digress as I can tell stories all day. I learned a few things about the Mysterian way of life. We talked, and I asked questions, and I let him do all the talking. It was quite interesting trying to phrase the questions in a way that he would not be offended or tipped off that I was doing some GL research. <laughs> I learned or verified a few theories that I had brewing. First, it is truly a religion that they believe uh, for both racism and the environment, which is why logic does not work with them. It would be similar to someone telling us that Jesus and God are not real. So we have been coming at it from the wrong direction. Now that I truly understand that it is a religion, it makes complete sense. Why Mysterians fight so hard and refuse to look at logic and reasoning and cannot even have a civil conversation. Second, he asked if I could turn off a book on tape I had been playing because it disagreed with his beliefs. Oh. I have the book playing on purpose because I was curious if he would say anything, which he did, just like I was fishing. I told him that I had to try to listen to... Uh, I told him that I try to listen to arguments on both sides because I have found the answer is usually somewhere in the middle. Yeah. He told me that it was just fake news and that they don't listen to anything that disagrees with facts. But we need to remember that it's a religion and it makes sense. So Mysterians don't want their eyes open. They live in the moment without thinking about the past or future. So you are completely correct that they cannot link because they look at everything separately. Finally, and most shocking, is that most Mysterians do care about people. So before you call me a crackpot, let me explain. Mysterians do like people, but they do not like individuals. Oh, right. What they want is all people to act the same. It is the idea if everyone would simply act like us, there wouldn't be any issues and the world would be perfect. They just want everyone to be robots, and they hate people who question the norm, hence why socialism is so attractive to them. I'm sorry about the extremely long email, but I was wondering if I could ask you for a favor or two. I am wondering if you can explain the Duluth Foghorn. My two daughters are starting to listen to GL, and I was having a hard time explaining that to them. Explaining that to them. My other question is... How have you seen the news change in your career? I've always wanted to ask you that question because of your experience in that field. Thanks again for everything. I'm happy to drop an email whenever the Mysterian neighbors do something stupid or at least funny. However, it would least at least be a good laugh, Joe. 
Boy, I think he came up with some real GL research there. Yeah, <laughs> undercover. The uh, the foghorn, you know, is used for uh, words that are used incorrectly and is used for uh, names that aren't really names. And the Duluth double is merely just for the doozies in right. that category, mm-hmm. you know, the real doozies. And his other question, how has the news changed? We'd, we could do a week on that, so I won't even attempt to answer that. But to answer briefly, yes, it has changed dramatically. But by by news, I think he means the coverage of it. The news hasn't changed. The coverage of it has changed. Well, give me an, an example. Well, I never, I when I was at the height of my newspaper career, I never thought of the newspaper having a side that it was taking. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was very comfortable with the idea that I was pretty much surrounded by objective people mm-hmm. uh, from all walks of life. And now I don't think it's that way. I think that the newspapers are united, however unwritten, however unconsciously, in an agenda, which is an extremely leftist agenda, and uh, we're poorly served by it. I wonder if uh, during the job interviews, if that comes up, um, the political views of the prospective employee. I would bet not. Well, it's illegal. I would bet not in the first place. Isn't it? I'm not sure the poor old papers still have a job interview process. May I ask a question? Mm-hmm. You uh, mentioned the height of your newspaper career as if it was in past tense. Um, where you would, you, where would you put it these days? Are you riding high now? You're still riding high. No, I meant when I, that's what I did full time. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. Mm, the or, tide is out, Chris. Where the, is it? I don't the know. The water has it hit the high <laughs> mark and it's out. now ebbing. <laughs> I don't he's, even know where the paper is. He's come off the mountain and he's well down into the valley. You know what I read about the Tribune, and I've said this about the Star Tribune many times. I hope you employees of the Star Tribune get down on your knees every day. Of course, that would be religious. And say a prayer that Glenn Taylor owns you. Do you know that I read this statistic? Where did I read it? Well, they just hired a new... Oh, I was reading it in the story of hiring a new publisher. Yeah, that's what it was. And the Star Tribune has the highest single paper sales of any newspaper in the country. You're kidding me. In wow. this country. Gotta, it's got to be due to distribution. Mm-hmm. Their distribution wow. is so fantastic. You can pick that today's paper up anywhere in the state of Minnesota. Is that print and online? No, this was there was a careful distinction between this being print only. Wow. As opposed to online. That's this impressive. I've never had anything against your paper. I absolutely love it. But I couldn't get it in South Minneapolis. No, it's an old, old no. war. It's just uh, one that I quit fighting yeah. 40 years ago. I, I understand. Yeah. I think it should just do away with distribution and just become an online platform. Oh, shut up, Reavers. Well, he's serious. He's, Joe, he's casting it. No, I'm, don't, I'm really don't not. I think it, would do, it, I think it no. would do it a great service if it was. No. No, well, no, not for me. No, I, no. I'm, I'm going to uh, cling to the printed paper till the 
till my last. Well, it's adopted rookie's I, philosophy. It has I now sw- a six block radius. Right. It's way. I switched, as you as you guys all know. I I now am an online guy. And well, I love you're it, a Joe. communist. I can't. I'm not I a communist, but I, and I'm almost as old as you. Not really. Yeah. But so I've been used to paper all my life too. But now the online thing is just it's well so handy. I I was I'm just sharing to show how magnanimous I can be. Yeah, oh, that's a five dollar <laughs> word. I'm just sharing that good news about the Star Tribune. I'm I'm happy for them. That's amazing. That is, yeah. yeah. Now when they say any paper in the country, we're throwing in the Post, the New York Times, the L.A. Times, the big ones. That's it is amazing. It does, really is. Does the Star Tribune have outstate printing presses? Not to I my mean, knowledge. Could there be a chance that they're printing some up in Bemidji or Duluth? I don't think so. I All don't right. think so. All right. They must want to have one hell of a good fleet of trucks. Yeah. Soon to become electric. <laughs> imagine. Uh, oh. I'm going to um, imagine the golf the, show. Wait wait a second. The one thing our guy didn't um, tell us is what was the book on tape he was oh, listening he to. Yeah, he didn't tell us. And that. I could do 10 minutes on the fact that he asked the guy asked him to turn that off because it didn't coincide or whatever with his political beliefs. So do you are you allowed to tell the owner of the truck who's doing you a favor and driving your sorry ass to Menards to pick up a cheap POS to turn the radio or whatever you're listening to off? You should be gracious exactly. and sit there and shut up, and well, maybe you might learn something about the other side. It's a great question. My answer to that would be is how well I know the person. The more I know them, the more I'm telling them to shut the damn thing off. Right. Well, yeah, that's with us, but yeah. it, it sounds like they don't know each other. <laughs> no, very I don't well. think that Mysterian. I thought he was being terribly uncharitable there, terribly yeah. ungracious. Yeah, yeah. boy, that's, that's not something... your business, pal. No, no, I'm giving you a ride so you can buy your ninety-eight dollar gas-powered snowblower. One time, speaking of how you treat us, I ejected I a tape. You people very well. Um, you yeah, people. you okay. people, yeah, you people. <laughs> uh, I, I riding in a buddy's car going through the tunnel, I so objected to what he was listening to that I ejected the tape and threw it out the window. That's fine, he was a buddy. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I have yeah. his book on tape whenever you'd like it. Yeah, good afternoon and welcome to Author's <laughs> Corner on Garage Logic. This afternoon in the corner, we have number one New York Times best selling phenomenon. Vince Flynn, Mitch Rapp, what will happen to him this time? This author's corner includes excerpts from a very professional announcer who is available to fill the audiobook with Vince Flynn. Joe? Oh, no sound effects on that one? No, I, I wanted to do it straight. I got it. I wanted to be professional. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, get ready for your first round of the 2023 Minnesota golf season. The 2023 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show is uh, fast approaching a week from tomorrow at the Minneapolis Convention Center, Friday, Feb 24 through Sunday, Feb 26. You know the drill, all the great stuff, all the great deals will be there. Score North will be there. Podcast will be there. Lessons, uh, all the news from your favorite golf resorts. Uh, take a chance to win a big pile of money with a long putt contest uh, courtesy of Nelson Marine. But here's the best part. You go online to minnesotagolfshow.com and you buy a ticket for $12. 
And you also, for that, you not only get admission to the golf show, you're going to get 14 free Woo. rounds from TwinCitiesGolf.com. Now, here's what I want to know. Check it out. I'll, okay, so let's say me and my brother each do this. Okay. Can I? Am I eligible to get it? Can I buy of a course. ticket for twelve dollars? Of course. Would that Hell be some yeah. sort of conflict? No, you no, can not do at all. That. Uh-uh. Okay, I, I did it last year. So let's say I buy a ticket for twelve bucks, and my brother buys a t- ticket for twelve bucks. Yeah. Do we get the same fourteen courses? I would imagine. Well, even so. if we did, we could just play them at different times. Because you guys don't want to play together. Well, no, we could play them at play twelve and, and then be uh, twenty eight rounds free with the two. Go online <laughs> and and <laughs> email Joe with any questions. Yeah, and you can do that. Oh. So uh, presented by Choice Bank, thanks in part to Nelson Marine Waggle Golf. X-Golf Minnesota, Lift Bridge Brewing, and your select Buick GMC dealers. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here, and you've heard me talk about my relationship with Josh Arnold for quite some time now, and the reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Well, actually, it's two reasons, trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As he says, past results do not guarantee future returns. While that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments, and you can trust Josh to make sure that you are not paying more in fees than you are selling in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would think. So do yourself a favor by booking a 48-minute free, yes, free consultation that has absolutely no obligation. Call Josh today at 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. 100 years on my computer. Do you guys remember this? She broke three ribs when she was thrown off a motorcycle. This guy wears many hats. Just not indoors. Are you recording? Joe yep. Suchere. Are we live? Okay, it's Kenny Positive is. Thursday. It's brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Mr. Mike Schoonover on the horn with us. Schoonover Body Works located in Shoreview, 1060 County E. Schoonie. Sounds like we have a couple of uh, new Play for Patrick events coming up in the calendar. Uh, it, one of them is just a tip of the hat, right? The White Caps are going to honor uh, Play for Patrick. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, this Saturday they're going to have a little game. Uh, I think they play the Buffalo Buttes at uh, 6 o'clock in Richfield. Okay. So, uh, and we're, we're going to have a little table there, and we're going to share uh, everything that the foundation does. So it'll be kind of cool. Cool. And the other one. Well, the other one. So you guys know that um, uh, February is Heart Month, and uh, God, what holiday was just? What, what was that, Matthew? Valentine. Happy Valentine Day. <laughs> <laughs> Suck yeah, up. So, so I want to give a. I want the. I want the GLers to, to keep keep that uh, that Valentine's Day gift uh, giving going here the next week or so. So if GLers would think of their. Uh, the youth in their world uh, that are ages 14 to 24 and urge them to register for our next heart screening, which is at Medtronic in Moundsview a week from Saturday on February 25th. Uh, It's open and it's free to all kids 14 to 24 years old. And uh, they can register at playforpatrick.org. And uh, 
grandkids, nieces, nephews, neighbors, friends, whatever. Yeah. Just urge these kids to fill this up because we're going to have uh, uh, the Mayo Clinic is going to be there again doing uh, their research on their uh, AI, and we're going to have all kinds of volunteers there to, to help these kids out. So we're looking forward to it. So a week from Saturday, we're going to be up at uh, Medtronic in Montview. Speaking of volunteers, how are you sitting with volunteers? you need any doctors, uh, anything? What do you need? Well, we can always use doctors and, and uh, echo technicians and uh, EKG techs. I think we're in good shape, but uh, I would rather have more than less and, uh, and give these folks a break because uh, we work those docks uh, from 9 o'clock in the morning until, you know, well after 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And, oh, boy. Uh, so, so the more the merrier because they're listening to kids' hearts and they're, they're talking to families and they're, you know, explaining how the heart works and what kind of issues that they may have or may not have. But uh, anyway, we work them pretty hard. So the more the merrier, in my opinion. So Meanwhile, I'm worried about, I'm wondering if you have enough space available when you open up your, your addition there. Are you going to be able to do a full body uh, ground up, frame up restoration on that piece of crap Such bought uh, a couple of months ago? No, it we're not like... going to do a ground up. It's already had a ground up. We just have to do some adjustments, Kenny. But that includes taking the body off might, the frame, it right? Might, yeah, might. yeah. So ground up, you know, basically. We will have hey, we'll have we'll have plenty of room for it, and uh, we'll we'll be able to take our time, and it'll be great. So, yeah, yeah we're looking forward to it. I am you, too. You got a roof on that thing yet? There's a roof. You know what? So crazy part about winter construction is right now they're building temporary doors and and insulating uh, temporary doors and doing all kinds of things just to warm up that space so that they can work. So, um, and then they're going to tear it all down. So, uh, you know, <laughs> that's the way it goes. You'll be charged <laughs> for that. Don't worry. <laughs> it's one day closer and, and we're making progress every day. So we can't wait. It's just going to be, it's just going to be a lot of fun. So GLers, anything you need related to auto repair, I mean, anything, glass service, body work, oil, tires, uh, whatever it may be, call up Schoonover Body Works and Glass. Uh, over 85 years strong. They've been in the Twin Cities, always rated as one of the uh, metro area's top shops. And of course, the official body shop of Garage Logic, schoonoverbodyworks.com. Thank you, Michael. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a great day. See you, thanks. Scooney. Thanks. See you. Say, Steve Norenberg sent me some uh, something that he said we're unlikely to see today. Okay. And this is some old Cactus League spring training news. Hmm. That's the only thing that got your attention to, away from the computer. I said <laughs> Cactus League oh, in your head swung to attention. I was, I was uh, marking down Mike Schoonover's time on our show. Uh, this is from the 70s, early 70s. And we learned that the Houston Colt 45s make their spring training home at Geronimo Park in Apache Junction. Wow, wow. Probably, that's a lot to Probably absorb. wouldn't use that today. No. No. Because of wokeness. Well, wasn't the Colt 45's n- name outlawed because of that? Because then of... they went to the Astros. Right. Oh. That, that didn't gonna... play very well with anyone. Why couldn't, it be, why couldn't they have been named after the beer instead of the gun? I don't know. Say, I've never... Uh, <laughs> this comes up occasionally that we, uh, we uh, surpass frequent email levels and i think we have a new high now on glers aligning themselves with us to believe that the word woke just doesn't do it 
Yeah. And many, many people are weighing in. And uh, I continue. Uh, it helps us learn about the mystery. It helps us get a sharper definition of what we're up against. Uh, here's Maureen O'Hearn, who writes, I propose that woke be replaced with dark agers. The dark ages is a term for the early Middle Ages or occasionally the entire Middle Ages in Western Europe after the fall of the Western Roman Empire, characterized by economic, intellectual, and cultural decline. Well, she's on the right track. Okay. Uh, I say dark agers is the right track because she has captured the essence of this. There's nothing enlightened about these people. They're going backwards. So keep that in mind. So that was Marine. And here's Paul from, I think he's down in Texas, Deforians. 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 No, I think he would, I think he's combining dystopian and euphorian. That's not bad. Deforians. Here's Tom. Uh, Here is a literature-based suggestion for a term to replace work. Why not go with dystopian? Think of the assorted traits of dystopian societies. The enforced equity of the handicapper general, the condition brainwashed love and dependence on Big Brother in 1984, the coma-induced contentment with any status or class in life. That's, it's, that's what they are. They're dystopian. They're not exciting. They're not, they're not contributory. Mm-hmm. They're right. dystopian. And they're euphorians, so deforians is uh, is a headliner at this point. Uh, this guy, Joe Gigan, he went to chat GTP. GPT. Yesterday, what did I say? GTP. Chat GTP. Uh, yesterday you were struggling with the word that might accurately replace woke. I asked chat GTP chat what GP. the opposite of woke is. <laughs> What are you doing, Reavers? It's Chat GPT, not GPT. Well, whatever he wrote. I, I don't fact know. Based. We're fact based. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and, and he asked Chat Thing, what is the opposite? <laughs> what do you got? Chat Thing. What is the opposite of being woke? And instantly received the response. The term woke is often used to describe someone who was aware of social and political issues, especially those related to marginalized communities. As such, the opposite of being woke could be described as being unaware or ignorant or apathetic towards these issues. Uh, okay, that's Joe out in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, here's Jason with a million-dollar movie idea, and I found myself chuckling. Let's hear it. On Wednesday, you were discussing the ridiculous new EV laws they are enacting even on Zambonis. When you mentioned that you won't be able to go to Wisconsin and bring back a Zamboni, I had a million-dollar idea for a movie. It would be similar to Smokey and the Bandit, but instead of smuggling Coors beer east of the Mississippi, it would be about some guy smuggling a propane-powered Zamboni west of the St. Croix. Nice. The whole time being chased across the state of Minnesota by various bumbling deputies driving electric squads, which predictably break down or run out of battery with great comedic effect, allowing our heroes to repeatedly get away until the end of the movie when they are finally able to deliver the Zamboni to some ice arena in Evelyther War Road. It would be like a cross between Smokey and the Blues Brothers, a little Fargo mixed in. Someone call the Coen Brothers and see if they're interested. This could be the two th- 2025 summer blockbuster. 
All I ask for is screen credit for the original idea and a small percentage of box office gross. P.S. If they want my gas-powered steel leaf blower, they'll have to pr- steel leaf blower. They'll have to pry it out of my cold, dead hands. Jason from Invergrove Heights. I love that idea. It's not bad, is it? Woke. Andrew writes. Zombified. Mm. Mm. Zombified. <laughs> Zombies are too popular. Benjamin, Joe, you almost had it when you stated these people want to go backwards. I think this guy's very close. They're the regressives. Regressives. The regressives. They pretend to be progressive, but always want to drag civilization backwards. Pre-industrial age, pre-air conditioning, pre-freedom of personal movement, even going so far as to rename things to earlier versions. Ben from Trimont. The regressives. That, that one's got my vote. That, for me, is the number one. All right, let's, and let's keep that one over there. Uh, Dan writes me, I suggest the misenlightened. No, because they're not enlightened. See that? That presupposes that there's something enlightened about being woke. There isn't anything enlightened. Right. There isn't anything enlightened. The problem this. is they believe they're the most, are the, they're more unli- enlightened than the rest of us. Well, we have some names that apply to that coming up. Uh, Howard writes, uh, I agree with you that while we all sit around the wood stove at the Knack Hardware and Lounge to discuss matters, we can use words like stupid, moronic, idiot, and the like to replace the word woke. Uh, those words are simple, efficient, easy, relatable, and immediately understood. However, the erudites won't breathe our air, so we need to meet them where they live. Right. I'm putting okay. forth the terms feliciously pious and ignorantly pious. No, because there's nothing pious about them. Pious would suggest a kind of reverence or fervency, and they don't have that. But they think they're pious. Right, but they're idiots, which is what we can say in the uh, NAC Hardware and Lounge, but we got to come to their level and come up with something. So far, regressive is leading. They're regressives. What is the act of being pious? What is that word? Is there such a word, piety? piety? Yes, so. of course. It's it, To me, a pious is... A, uh, to act uh, with uh, uh, religious reverence. He was a very pious fellow. He was meaning very, uh, very prayerful. Pope pious. Yes. Yeah. Which would yeah. be like you'd be saying it twice. Pope pious was very pious. Uh, Bert, uh, like you, I found woke to be difficult and clumsy. Euphoria has served well, but in GL terms seems broader and in general usage more temporary. At first I was thinking new delusionists, but I suspect that just delusionists will do. Also a good band name. It is a good <laughs> band name, the new delusionists. <laughs> so delusionists or regressive? Should I... should. Does delusionists make the final pile? Delusional regressives? Hey, you don't want to get it too complicated. Think right. how short woke is. Yeah, one word, right. Now, uh, who's this? This is Dave and Chanhassen, a sitting member of the GL Town Council. He's going with the feelers. What's F-E-E-L-E-R-S, his reason? F-E-E-L-E-R-S, because they don't think, they just feel. Oh, Right. Feelers. The woke people do um, not think with reason and logic. They feel or they think with their feelings. 
They are only for diversity as they feel it should be at any given moment, equity as they feel at any given moment, and inclusion as they feel at any given moment. Hmm. These three words, known as DEI, are feelers' goals. They have no logical correctness to them, and they are goals because some feeler felt that something wasn't fair for them at some point in their shallow, meaningless, protected life. This word also fits nicely with Kenny's vocabulary, where he calls someone a shirt tucker. Using that same tone, GLers would call someone a bunch of feelers. I really like where he's going, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, but I'm not sold on the actual word itself. But I think the direction he's going is spot on. Well, then, I'm willing to continue this, you know, through tomorrow. I don't want to go much longer than that. But here's then some new counsel to people who want to wrestle with this. When I think of the woke, I think of people who are destructive and mean. Hmm. I think of destructionists, mean-spiritedness. Evil intended. Evil intended. Evil doers. They're out to destroy. They're out to diminish. They're out to deconstruct. Deconstruction. That's when you. That's like demolition is easy. What? The hard <laughs> part's putting it back together. Uh huh. So okay. Destruction. Yeah, I have one more yeah. here. Let me. Can I go back to pious before you yes. move on? Yes. Yeah. I, I did look it up, and one of the meanings of pious is marked by sham or hypocrisy mm. or self-conscious virtue. Mm. So, but who among us knew that? Not me. I, I thought it was what Joe said, and it yeah, is. That's one of the here. definitions, also. What Joe said, but, but, but self-conscious virtue—is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. Marked by self-conscious virtue, by sham or hypocrisy. Sham and hypocrisy works. Virtue Elmer, doesn't. Elmer Gantry. No, they're, these are not. They're not good people. I'll say. Right. That's the problem with trying to come up with a name. They're not saviors by any stretch of the imagination. They bring nothing to the goodness of the world. Nothing. They offer nothing. Well, your timing is perfect. Why? Because I was going to spring this on you today. This morning, Joe, your Minnesota DFL party Mm -hmm. made a giant announcement. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. They tweeted this out at 8.30 this morning. Breaking news. The DFL party is launching the Wellstone Academy, Mm. a paid organizing fellowship to train the next generation of Minnesota political organizers. Mm. Going into 2024, we're doubling down on our commitment to grassroots organizing. You can learn more below at dfl.org slash wellstone. Wellstone followers will learn the ins and outs of electoral organizing through weekly virtual classes and interactive assignments, ultimately gaining the skills and knowledge to work on professional, political, and electoral campaigns in the 2024 cycle and beyond. Wow. I'm signing us all up. This is a paid gig. Is that uh, using some surplus money? Oh, I would imagine so. Mm -hmm. I would imagine so. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you don't need to be a political professional to join the Wellstone Academy. This program that's is, for sure. is aimed at folks who want to work professionally in politics and in the future, are either just getting started or have less than two cycles of paid campaign experience. Oh, this there one is go. this one's kind of interesting too. Thank you, uh, Chris. You're welcome. Yeah. 
Uh, Joe, this is from Jay Leary. I appreciate your concern over the term woke as those who claim the title are anything but enlightened. Perhaps a more suitable title is profoundly unhappy, mean-spirited inflamers or pumsies. Hmm. Pumsies. Pumsies? If you'd like. Investigators or insiders could replace inflamers. Pumsies. Profoundly unhappy, mean-spirited inflamers. Interesting. Poomsies. I like the word poomsies. Poomsie works. <laughs> Regressives work. What else did we have that worked? Uh, the delusionists work. <clears throat> Although delusion might not work. Doesn't delusion suggest that you... You really believe in something, but it's it, it it's not coming true for you. Well, the, that, the, you're but delusional. these the woke don't believe in anything except destruction. But they Change. are delusional. They're very delusional. They're they delusional they can, in the sense that we they think we should buy what they're up to. They think they have the power to control. The weather, the climate. Yeah, that's true. They are delusional. They right. think delusionist that, remains in the fold. They delusionist. think that battery-operated cars are going to work in this climate. When uh, after John Heights news, we'll turn to a second batch of emails that was also hefty, and that is GLers rising in opposition and outrage to this call for the banning of lawn and garden equipment that's gas-powered. <laughs> but uh, first, we're going to take this time out. Well, not until I tell you about Linda Keller and Keller Tax Services. Your tax is done. Uh, I owe Linda an apology. Yes, you do, Chris. First yes, of all, you do. Her I called her Lisa at the uh, Garage Logic 1000th podcast event at 30 Bells. <laughs> that was, that was number her. one. That, that I was very upset about because I know well, what huh? Linda's first name is. I don't know why I called her Lisa. Secondly, Kenny asked me yesterday where yeah. is she located. And I said Forest Lake. I was pulling that out of my butt. I okay. didn't. Okay. She is technically in Sauk Center, which is actually pretty close to... Puts uh, her very close to me, and she is going to be my new tax gal. Well, good for you, You Linda. know, I didn't want to say anything. You get to deal with Kenny. I didn't think 320 was Forest Lake. I was, you know, it's I, I did a, six five one. I yeah, pulled a Joe. You know, it's, it's it's up there. St. Cloud. What's the number at EcoFund? Look it up. Three two zero three five two zero zero one three is the phone number for Linda Keller and Keller Tax Service. Uh, she's probably very upset that she picked me to do her ads, but she's been doing this for twenty well, years. We can change that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she has also perfected the virtual tax appointment. It's safe oh. document exchange, encrypted and secure, and it's also the confidence of a professional with the convenience of staying right at home. She also has competitive pricing to do-it-yourself software. And here's the deal. She's available weekends. Saturday are filling up fast, but she is available for evening and Saturday appointments. And she's offering GL listeners an extra 10% off preparation fees if they book their appointment by March 1st. Don't wait till the last minute. Get it done now. You can also visit her website, KellerTaxService.com. Maybe tell her Kenny sent you on today's ad. Not, not that Reavers <laughs> sent you, but Keller Tax Service. Linda is the best. She'll take care of you and your family. Tell her you heard about her here on the Garage Logic Podcast.
You know, for the past week, let's recap. I've been telling you about the Minnesota Masonic Charities. They do a fantastic job. And remember, we started out by talking about the Da Vinci Code books and how secretive they are. Well, that's not always the case. Remember, um, they have granted more than $1 million annually. This is annually, Minnesota Masonic Charities. They're the largest private scholarship program in the state of Minnesota. We also learned about how when you get older, uh, they have a home for, it's a wonderful place. It is ranked number one in the state. So they're taking care of their old people. And remember, if you have a child that needs a little bit of help, you're really going to be worried about how they are going to, well, Minnesota Masonic they do that for free. They will care for that child, and they do it for free. That way, you have peace of mind. Minnesota, Minnesota Masonic Charities.org. It's mnmasoniccharities.org. Click on there, look for the services, see the great things they do with scholarships, taking care of the old people, and building hospitals. The secret is out, baby. Minnesota Masonic Charities.org. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This uh, news update brought to you by Air Mechanical. Uh, before I get to the news, let me tell you about Air Mechanical. They've been around since 1985, and they can help you out with lots of stuff. Heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical needs, drain cleaning, duct cleaning, and indoor air quality. They serve the entire metro area. From general maintenance to full install, they got you covered with furnace installs, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, and lots more. They operate with full integrity, doing things the right way, not the easy way, employing top trained tradespeople in the state of Minnesota. Their Total Solutions membership, pretty cool deal to have. It's like having air mechanical on retainer. Keep all of your home maintenance needs in one comprehensive membership. Select one tune-up a year and enjoy benefits like discounted maintenance, repairs, service, and equipment costs. Catch problems before they arise and keep your home's mechanical running smoothly. We would love it if you would give Air Mechanical a shout for any heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical needs. Call or book online at thinkami.com. That's thinkami.com. In the news, Minneapolis police are investigating an overnight shooting after two people were found dead and another injured. According to police, the victims were in two separate locations, but within a block of each other in the city's uptown neighborhood. Investigators are still working to figure out if the two cases are related and what else happened. Officers called to 28th Street and Colfax Avenue around 1130 Wednesday, found a man and a woman inside of a car saying both of them had been shot. They say the man died at the scene. The woman is fighting for her life at an area hospital. Police add they found a gun on the man inside the car. Then, just a few minutes after that, officers called down the street to Bryant Avenue for a man who had gunshot wounds inside of an apartment building hallway. We say that man, who was in his late 20s, also died at the scene despite life-saving measures being provided. Uh, Sergeant Garrett uh, Patton, uh, Parton, excuse me, of the Minneapolis Police Department says they don't know what led up to the shootings or any of the motives that were involved. You're asked if you have any information or video of the incident, including ring camera video, to contact Crime Stoppers at 800-222-8477. Just a little quiet night in the old Mill City, huh? Jeez. Well, let's get rid of those damn lawnmowers. What are we doing in downtown St. Paul? Are you cover that one? We got a little car chase down there? I got it. Yeah, yeah. I got it. And just, I got one more story yeah. between and as you'll see, they're somewhat connected, but yeah. not really. You'll see what I mean. Citizens of Monticello will be unable to visit City Hall as well as the city's community and senior centers for the foreseeable future after a vehicle hit the building. 
According to a city spokesperson, facilities within the community center are closed out of precaution today. Spokesperson said the vehicle hit the entrance of the building. No other details were immediately provided by city staff. Wright County Sheriff's Office is investigating that crash. Uh, meanwhile, what Joe is talking about, a Jeep crashed into a bar in downtown St. Paul on Wednesday following an afternoon chase with police officers. Three people have been arrested. St. Paul police were called a little before 4.30 in the afternoon to the 300 block of Luella Street. Reports of two vehicles shooting at each other, oh. according to a news release from wow. Sergeant Mike Ernster. <laughs> wow. I know the city very well. I don't know Luella Street. I don't know Luella Street. Mm. One of the vehicles was described as a black Jeep, and officers found it traveling west on Minnehaha Avenue East from Rush Street North with a broken-out back window. The mm. Jeep drove away after officers tried to conduct a traffic stop and went on to Interstate 94, leading to a chase. The Jeep exited onto 6th Street, continued west, hit a car driving north on Wall Street before crashing into the Oxcart Alehouse in the northwest corner of Wall Street and 6th Street. Nobody injured in the crash. Two 18-year-old men and one 17-year-old boy who were in the Jeep were arrested. Why, why are we calling him the 17-year-old boy? Uh, no, we really have to adjust this 18-year-old thing. Yeah. Okay, sorry, John. Investigators think the vehicle was stolen from St. Paul and the bullet casings were located at the original shooting scene and inside the Jeep. The Jeep contained a Glock handgun, according to police. The gun had a switch that allows it to fire as an automatic weapon. Police are still investigating the shooting. Three suspects were booked on suspicion of offenses related to the chase, shooting, and gun possession, according to a press release. Oh, hell, they're out by now, aren't they? So, um, question yeah. for, for y'all. Um, yeah. Uh, today, there's a rally um, of supporters um, supporting new gun laws at the Minnesota State Capitol. They mm -hmm. want um, bigger, more in-depth, um, what is it called when they, uh, uh, background checks. That's what they're called. They want more in-depth background checks, and they want to be able to take away guns from people that are basically mentally uh, unsound. Do you think any of last night's, yesterday's incidences will be brought up on the Capitol grounds at that rally today? No, zero. No. Do you no, think these new not. increased measures, these new uh, gun control proposals, will have, will curb crime in any way? Zero. No. Yeah. What are they going to do about guns in the hands of outlaws? Well, I was thinking too, Kenny, there's a series of um, promoting bringing the family on down to downtown, both in Minneapolis and St. Paul. You'll see them on local television. You'll also see it on social media. You know, a nice family having a little something to eat on the patio. Would downtown. you have been involved in that car chase in St. Paul last night before the wild game or after it? Before. I think, I think it was before. Four right? o'clock in the afternoon. Before, yeah. Four, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, 4.30, yeah. yeah. Well, they had to get home in time for dinner. That's why they had to get the shooting out of the way, Joe. Well, the wild game didn't even start till damn near 9 o'clock. No, it was the second game of a, uh, where is it, Rook? Uh, White Bear. Oh, yeah, I see Larpender. it. For those of you yeah. listening yeah. to the show, yeah. that's Joe looking at Rookie's computer. No, I got it. I got it. Copy. Yeah. Well, I was curious, too. Yeah. It's over there. A woman, a woman who is convicted of murdering her six-year-old son will spend the rest of her life in prison. 29-year-old Julissa Thaler. Not long enough. Learned her future this morning for the death of Eli Hart in Hennepin County Court. There's no possibility for parole according to state law. No fines or fees were implemented. After victim impact statements were read during her 9 o'clock this morning sentencing hearing, Judge Jaquam asked Thaler if she wanted to speak. Thaler said yes. She said, quote, I'm innocent. Bleep you all. 
you're all garbage. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Mm. Nice to see you, honey. The Hennepin County Sheriff's Office warning Minnesotans about thinning ice after several vehicles recently fell into Lake Minnetonka. Because of multiple incidents in the past few days, the Sheriff's Office urged people to remove their ice houses from Lake Ice as soon as possible. When frozen over lakes are never completely safe, officials say recent above average temps and rain have made it more important to use caution when or around ice. The Department of Natural Resources says all ice houses have to be off lakes by 11.59 p.m. on March 6th for central and southern Minnesota. However, the uh, sheriff's office reiterated its recommendation to do so as soon as possible. More uh, ice safety guidelines available from the DNR's website. You would you would hope the guys that have houses out would realize that because it has been a really bad year for ice, especially in the Twin Cities metro area. Is that due to the snowpack, Kenny? Or what? Yeah. yeah, the snow that fell after we started building ice and it insulated, and then it got warm and made everything on top sloppy. Then it refroze. Then it snowed on top of that, and it's just one thing after another that led to a bad season. I was wondering, because when I saw this this morning, is this a case of people aren't paying attention or we got too many dummies with fish houses or what is this? I I wonder that myself, if it's changing ice conditions on Minnetonka or if there's water flow underneath. But uh, I would assume that my people would would have their finger on the pulse and know where the ice is at. But I guess it changes quickly, I guess. We still have, you know, uh, two feet of ice up here. A Rochester woman charged with storming the U.S. Capitol building is now accused of violating the conditions for release after she attended congressional hearings and posed for pictures with members of Congress last week. Victoria White faces federal charges for her involvement in the riots on January 6, 2021. She was expected to plead guilty last Friday but rejected a plea deal at the last minute. During a court hearing in Washington, federal prosecutors and the judge expressed frustration after learning Whitehead returned to Capitol Hill and posted pictures on social media. One prosecutor saying it appears she's openly flaunting the terms of her release. Those conditions stated that White must stay away from Washington, D.C., except for scheduled court hearings. White's attorneys argued last week the conditions did not specify that she specifically stay away from Capitol Hill. White's decision to reject the plea deal after traveling from Minnesota to Washington caught the court by surprise. The judge in her case said White was cavalier with the rules, was not forthcoming about her intentions at the nation's capital. The judge added new conditions to her release, banning her from the Capitol building unless she gets prior approval. White is one of nine defendants from Minnesota facing criminal charges. Thus far, only three have pled guilty, receiving sentences ranging from probation to six months in prison was she uh, i didn't have the sound up when they played this on the news this morning during this uh, insurrection or whatever the hell we're calling it was she trying to stop people from going in the building was uh, she that one of them? i did not see in any of the stories that i, Cause I thought today. i saw footage of her trying to tell these people not to go in um mm. and, and they were just pushing her aside you know, it helps to have the sound up during news stories, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. Well, you can, but you can make up your own story. If well, you they're talkies to me. Way. Yeah, they're talkies to me. So. <laughs> Just announced Tesla is recalling 362,000 U.S. vehicles because its full self-driving software could cause a crash. That, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, the agency said the Tesla software allows a vehicle to, quote, exceed speed limits or travel through intersections in an unlawful or unpredictable manner, increasing the risk of a crash. 
Tesla will release an over-the-air software update free of charge. Tesla said it's not aware of any injuries or deaths that may be related to this recall issue. Uh, John, Tesla makes electric vehicles, correct? That's correct, uh, Mr. Reavers. Joe, did you hear the latest? What's that, Chris? On electric vehicles? No. No exhaust. No diesel smell. Right. The bus has Wi-Fi. And even USB outlets next to every seat. Oh. I mean, come on, imagine. You can charge your phone on your way home from work. Oh. That's good stuff. Christ. Because you can't do that in your own car. No. I can charge a phone in my car. Yeah, thanks. Can I introduce a random thought about the third rail? Yes. Is that from the American Flyer visit? I believe so. I've often said that uh, given uh, the Trump trouble that he's supposedly in about classified documents, among other things, I've said for more than a year now, nothing will come of it. Nothing. Okay. Uh, here's the latest. Uh, Trump's attorney testimony. Saw it. Let me just read you the lead. Uh, New York Times piece. Federal prosecutors overseeing the investigation into former President Donald Trump's handling of classified documents are seeking to pierce assertions of attorney-client privilege and compel one of his lawyers to answer more questions before a grand jury, according to two people familiar with the matter, adding an aggressive new dimension to the inquiry and underscoring of the legal peril facing Trump. He faces no legal peril. This is this is life on the third rail. You'll be 10 minutes late paying your property taxes. I'm done. Your ass will be kicked. Yep. Yeah, but this will go on yeah. for 10 years. Yeah. Because this is not real, folks. What's going on in Washington is not real and has nothing to do with us. I don't care if it's Trump or Biden or Hunter Biden or Donald Trump or whatever. Nothing will come of these investigations because these people are the truly privileged people in this country. You'll be 10 minutes late on your property I'm taxes. Done. Yeah. Damn it. Uh, just a random thought I wanted to throw in. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you might be late paying your income tax because I'm sending people to Forest Lake and Linda's yeah. over in South Yeah, Center. close enough. Uh, speaking of uh, Donald Trump in the 2020 election, a special grand jury in Georgia uh, announcing this morning they believed several witnesses lied under oath during Nothing the investigation. Nothing will come of this either. Of former President Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election defeat, according to excerpts released this morning, the grand jury also concluded there were no widespread uh, there was, excuse me, no widespread fraud in the election, despite Trump's claims, and delivered recommendations on indictments to some of the folks that did testify. Those recommendations will remain sealed for now, pursuant to a judge's order. You know what they have? They have a maze. It's a maze. And you start to walk yeah. through the maze, and it's never ending. You getting out. But you'll be 10 minutes late on your property taxes. You Toast. don't get a maze. Nope. I you don't get a, get a maze. I get a fine. That's right. Meanwhile, in Russia, it's happened again. A high-ranking oh, Russian see. defense official in the war against Ukraine was found dead Wednesday after falling, falling from a 16th Boy, those floor people window. are clumsy, aren't they? <laughs> Why are they so close to the window all I the time? I would never yeah. go near a window if I was that clumsy. 58-year-old Marina Yakina was discovered by a passerby at the entrance of a high-rise on Zamshina Street in St. Petersburg. She's believed to have fallen 160 feet to her death. Hold her on. Uh, we don't know Was that. she opposed to Russia's invasion well, of Ukraine? Hang on, we'll, we'll get there. Hang on. Her personal belongings and documents found on a 16th floor balcony in the building. According to the preliminary investigation, it's believed she 
committed suicide. Oh, of course she did. Hold on. Uh, We don't know that. Uh, Apparently, according to the reports, she called her ex-husband, told her what she was about to do. She said the man should summon the police to come there. No official motive has been released. The 58-year-old was said to be struggling with health problems. She was a key figure in the funding of Vladimir Putin's war in Ukraine, head of the Financial Support Department of the Ministry of Defense for the Western Military District, which is closely involved in the invasion now. The Russian Investigative Committee confirmed Yakina's death and is leading the probe into her fatal fall. Not much had been heard from her since the start of that war. See, if the U.S. is Russia... And you had this Trump problem. Just think how many attorneys oh, and man. judicial Woo! authorities would be bumped off by now. Because they make stuff happen in Russia. Right. You know, <laughs> you, you got problems in Russia, you're, you just die. You're 10 minutes late on your taxes. Oh, you're done. <laughs> you just die. <laughs> they have bad luck, don't they? You don't get the third assistant lawyer to re-interview the people during a detainee function. Right. Yeah, but on the other hand, I could think of a few people that I wouldn't mind if they fell out of a window. Wow. <laughs> all yeah, think of those people. Let's move right along here. Uh, Sometimes yesterday, I entertain dark thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> News that uh, we uh, we saw right after we quit recording yesterday, Raquel Welch, the yep. big screen star of the 60s and 70s, who gained <gasps> fame in various movies, died after a brief illness. Welch's career spanned more than 50 years, 30 films and scores of TV series and appearances, including about a dozen visits to The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson that spanned two decades. She was born Joe Raquel Tejada on September 5, 1940 in Chicago, her family moving to San Diego when she was a toddler. She attended San Diego State on a theater arts scholarship, got her start as a local TV weathercaster before she landed some guest shots on TV series like McHale's Navy, Bewitched, The Virginian, and others. Her breakout role in films came as Cora in the 1966 sci-fi pick Fantastic Voyage, which also starred Stephen Boyd, Edmund O'Brien, and Donald Pleasance. It followed the adventures of a group of people who were miniaturized along with a submarine and injected into the bloodstream of a nearly assassinated scientist in an effort to save his was life. Was she miniaturized in yes, that movie? They, oh. they all were, yes. Never seen that one. Don't huh? ruin it for me. I, I thought if I did, I don't remember it. I thought the breakout role, though, was that caveman thing. Well, she starred right after that in One Million Years B.C., 1966 British film. Yeah. Uh, nu- numerous other films followed, Bedazzled, Bandolero, The Very Weird, Myra Breckenridge, uh, Mother, Jugs, and Speed, oh, Kansas City. Bandolero, Palmer. right. Yeah, oh, yeah, she was that the, one. Uh, the yeah. female with all the James Stewart. What was her given name at yep. birth? Joe Tejada. Hot Joe damn. Hot damn. No, I'm well, sorry. Shit. Kenny interrupted and I didn't hear you. <laughs> Uh, Joe Raquel Tejada. J-O. Tejada. I wonder, was she Hispanic, I wonder? I'm sure she was. Yeah. yeah. Of German. Background, certainly. Well, I know it's not <laughs> German. She also won a Golden Globe as uh, uh, for Best Actress in The Three Musketeers in 1974. Uh, her film career ebbed by the late 70s, and she began to do more TV work. She was in Mork and Mindy with Robin Williams in 1979. Among her higher-profile roles of that era, the title character in The Legend of Locks Farwoman, the 1982 NBC movie about a woman who kills her abusive husband. Another was in Right to Die, in which she top-lined as a successful woman whose life has changed forever after an ALS diagnosis. That role earned her a Golden Globe nomination. Raquel Welch was 
82 years old. She was born in Chicago. We she was the that. first child of Armando Carlos Tejada Urquizo really? and Josephine Sarah Hall. Her father, Armando Tejada, oh. was an aeronautical engineer from La Paz, Bolivia. I'll be damned. There you yeah. go. All right. Very and good. She was not seen dancing in an Elvis movie or in a Dean Martin movie. That was, yeah. in fact, and Margaret. Mm-hmm. We all who, just ignored you yesterday. For, for some reason, that. I get those two confused uh, on the regular. I don't understand why. Her cousin, a Bolivian politician, became the first female president of Bolivia. I'll be damned. Yep. There you go. I'll be damned. Offshoot of the Ukraine war that Russia probably didn't see coming, Viagra will no longer be shipped into Russia. Uh Pharma giant Vietris, which makes the popular drug, said it was suspending supplies due to the war in Ukraine. That'll show. However, the Russian government vowed to ensure its men still get access to drugs with the same active ingredients. Even before the Viagra ban, Russian companies making male impotence drugs with the uh, with sildenafil have increased production by 11%. Sales have also risen by 15%. What What are some of those other uh, drugs called? Um, Such, what are you on? What are you using? I don't uh, have those. Oh. I don't discuss that. Talking frog? Yeah. I'm oh. much sure I have a talking frog. I'm sorry. Frog. My performance will be yet. I have. <laughs> I, I'm going to give you a warning. This is usually where we have humorous kickers right at the end of the yeah. newscast. Yeah, because you're wrapping I, it up here, aren't you, John? I, I am, and I have two stories. All um, right. They're, they're, they both involve death, though, yeah. but they're they're weird enough. Okay. That I thought they, they, sure. should, they should be in this segment, okay? Yeah. A man attempting to steal a catalytic converter from a parked SUV in Southern California was run over and killed when the vehicle's sleeping driver woke up and started to drive away. (laughs) The death occurred Tuesday evening in a retail parking lot in Palmdale. Arriving deputies found a Ford excursion partially backed out of a parking stall, a man lying on the ground, and a smaller vehicle in the next stall. Apparently, the excursion driver was taking a little nap. The smaller vehicle pulled up, and one of four people inside got out and began sawing the catalytic converter off the Ford. Well, the victim heard some noises, woke up, and thought they had to move their car. Put it in reverse, ran right over the guy. Wow. Suspect was pronounced dead at the hospital. The driver called 911, got medical help for the suspect, but it was too late. How dumb were the robbers that they didn't see the guy in the car? Exactly. And they all all stuck around, and they have not been charged. So, anyway. And... This one, I'm sorry. A man died after a leash of his pet dog got caught in a subway train door at a station of Metro Rail in Washington, D.C. Oh, boy. Huh. How fast was he running? In the, in the latest. <laughs> I was going to do this story without laughing, Joe. Damn you. This Who's latest update. Clark Griswold. I'm picturing this guy yep. just flying. <laughs> poor, poor little yep. puppy. Yep. <laughs> Metro, no, the puppy's fine. The dog got inside the train, but he didn't? <laughs> the dog is fine. Metro Transit Police said video showed a leash appeared to be tied to the person. Oh. The leash, though, was caught in the door, yeah. causing the man to be dragged on the platform and onto the tracks when the oh. train took off. Oh. Man, man was brought to the hospital. Unfortunately, he succumbed to his injuries. Meanwhile, the dog was left inside the train with no ID. Police said the pet, which is now under its care, does not appear to be a service animal and was not yeah. harmed. Wow. Metro Rail's website displays a list of Metro rules and manners for riding smart. Unfortunately, there are no rules concerning that's dogs. About, that's, a shame. that's about the only thing that could make it worse, is if we found out if it was a service dog. Yeah, that'd be that, tough, wouldn't that'd it? Be, that'd be that tough. That would be... That'd be, be horrible. Come here, boy. 
Jeez. <laughs> Who's your, where's your daddy? Where's I have a much daddy? I have a much brighter note. The preseason oh, sale. Preseason sale on all electric bikes and scooters underway at EcoFun Motorsports in both Forest Lake and Burnsville, featuring the Beach Star Step Through Electric Bike. The Sea Star Trail Electric Bike, uh, the Bintelli Bikes, all kinds of electric bikes. Their sale prices are fantastic. The gas scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure are 100 to 300 bucks off, plus free storage until spring, which is just around the corner. All electric scooters, three to $500 off, plus free storage until spring. And lowest price of the year on remaining 2022 Vespa scooters. They also have some remaining 2022 Aprilia and Moto Guzzi motorcycles in stock on sale for up to three grand off while they last. And they have this Vanderhall. Just do yourself a favor and go to EcoFunMotorsports.com and look at the Vanderhall USA models. They're really, uh, they're weird. But they're so weird, they're cool. you'd have to have one. Right. 195 horsepower, and uh, all you need is a uh, driver's license. You don't need special testing. But it is undeniably one of the world's great toys, along with all the youth recreational equipment, golf courts, service, apparel. Golf courts? No, golf carts. All at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 97, just west of Interstate 35, and in Burnsville on the uh, County Road of Life near, what, County Road? Uh, no, not the County Road, the Service Road of Life near County Road 42, ecofunmotorsports.com. I thought that was pretty funny. I did that. I just stole it. This guy wears German many hats, just not indoors. Ready for the slick? 99. Don't use my name on the air. Okay, Fred. On the 210 episode, at about 16 minutes in, you raised the question about the status of Metro Transit's electric buses. As an employee of Metro Transit and a person charged with monitoring and tracking the electric bus program, well, buddy, I I think you're kind of identifying yourself. I'd like to (laughs) offer some clarity. I'll get into more details below, but the eight electric buses are currently in service on the C-Line that runs from Brooklyn Center Transit to downtown Minneapolis. The eight electric XE60 buses built by New Flyer in St. Cloud entered service in June of 2019 and have been removed from service on three occasions since, the longest of which was for about nine months in 2021, when transformer issues in the eight depot chargers required them to be replaced under warranty. The buses themselves had early issues with their high-voltage batteries, powertrain acceleration program, and interior heating. As we move forward, it appears the battery-related issues are an ongoing challenge. Long story short, when the chargers work, the electric buses work well enough to run in service. However, and this is where the rubber meets the road, when compared to the diesel or hybrid buses, the electrics just can't accumulate the same amount of miles for several reasons, mainly battery capacity and agency reluctance to run on longer pieces of work which require frequent use of the en-route chargers of BCTC to produce range extension. 
Whew. To give you an idea, the electric buses so far are on track to accumulate only about half the miles that a similar diesel would over its lifetime. You may have heard that it takes about two electric buses to replace one diesel or hybrid. Well, so far that is true. What this means long-term is a larger fleet would be needed to cover the same amount of work, which is terribly expensive, not only for the higher purchase price, but also the longer-term maintenance expresses. As a side note, uh, thanks. I'm a frequent listener, uh, and I've listened over the years, and I don't even want to say how old he is because I'm afraid he gave away too much information about himself. Uh, It's just more proof that the regressives can't link. I just tried out the the regressive there. Mm. Uh, It's got a good sound to it. I'll save that for later. Steve writes, it turns out on your discussion on Wednesday's podcast regarding Zambonis going electric was very timely. The electrification of the ice machines has already taken place in some areas of the metro. For the past six months, I have been doing some freelance sports writing, teamed up with my longtime friend and colleague from my WCCO Sports Days, photographer Rick Olson. I would know Rick. With We played uh, media hockey together, with whom I believe you are acquainted. The publica- uh, For Eden Prairie Local News, the publication is a nonprofit community paper, currently online only, but with special print editions for election issues, etc. It was launched three years ago to fill the void which occurred when the Sun Current newspapers merged. At any rate, Rick and I have covered two girls' high school hockey games during which the Zamboni conked out while resurfacing the ice. It first occurred when Eden Prairie played Wyzetta at the Plymouth Ice Arena on Jan 3 and occurred a second time during the second intermission on Feb 3 in a game between Eden Prairie and Holy Angels at the Eden Prairie Community Center. Because reporting isn't what it used to be, I did not find out what caused the Zamboni kerfuffle in the game versus Wyzetta. The game was moved to an available rink within the facility and play resumed. The situation in Eden Prairie occurred on a busy Friday night when all three rinks were being used. The crew at Eden Prairie was able to get the forlorn rig started again long enough to get it off the ice and get a propane-powered Zamboni to finish the job. I spoke with event lead Dean Running about the Zamboni snafu, and his first words were, "Well, it's electric." Ooh, yeah. <coughs> Dean went on God to say, you. "Well, I, there's more there, but you get the idea. We're not quite ready yet, are we?" No. Uh, and then where was I? Oh, I uh, believe it. It's it's electric, boogie woogie. Adam it's believes electric. that. Uh, Minnesota will become the Cuba of Zambonis. Unintended consequences okay. of the Zamboni law will be rigged up, well-cared for, beautiful, one-of-kind Zambonis in Minnesota. Think about the cars in Cuba, but Zambonis instead. Oh, oh That's yeah. probably right. Huh? Huh? R&R specialties in <laughs> Summit, Wisconsin. Uh, uh, on Summer my Summit, trip, Wisconsin. I did see a, a vehicle that looked a little bit rough, and it said Uber. O-O. B-E-R. Ooh. And I said, you know, I think I'm going to pass. But yeah, you weren't in going. Cuba. No, I know, but I was in a, a different country. <laughs> this is, is headlined, Reavers <laughs> is right. Thank God. Yeah. Here we go. This is from his mom. Mary, we're discussing the bill to ban gas lawn equipment. We all wonder when there will be pushback or a large outcry from the people who oppose these proposals. 
Speaking for the four kids I used to have, they are working, raising kids, and do not read the paper or watch the news. They aren't paying any attention or even aware of much what goes on at the state capitol. It's no wonder the politicians do not feel the need to accept an invitation to be on your show. Who will hold them accountable? I hope enough Minnesotans wake up before it's too late. Told you, Rook. If we're going to become California, I might as well move because they have better weather. Well, as a dad, uh, Steve, aren't you? Can't you shake them up? They're your kids. It, but it doesn't matter. That's that's the whole point. Is these his kids? They're le- leading their lives just the way they want to. They don't want to be bothered with this crap. Well, don't they realize how crimped they're going to become? How crimped Probably they're getting? Probably not until it's too late. But that's the problem that we face is not enough people are paying attention. Brian Matura writes, in order to push back against the left's plan to ban gas lawnmowers and other yard equipment, we need to play their game. You know, I've said this before. He's right. Show up at the Capitol with ass statistics to wake them up to us how ridiculous it is. If gas-powered equipment isn't allowed, it needs to be scrapped, right? Just how using your leaf blower for two minutes to blow the leaves out of your garage puts out as much emissions as 5,000 F-150s driving from L.A. to New York. Scrapping all this gas-powered equipment will create a pile as high as 10 U.S. bank stadiums, or it would cover the entire state of Rhode Island. And since Tim Walls looks up to and copies California like his really cool older brother, I have a scary thought. Yes, scary. Our next president being Gavin Newsom with Tim Walls as his VP. Once again, we would long for the previous administration, pushing back but not leaving and making Minnesota more blue. Mike Schoonover Schoonover sent us an interesting article talking about what's happening in California and the the amount of mechanics and shops that will be put out of business. 60,000, something like that. Alarming, disturbing amount, yeah. Well, I tell you what. Gavin Newsom for president. He's a bad guy, too. He's a phony. Only because they come to us. Hmm. All the way from Marlith Park. Well, we still have about 10 minutes left. We don't have yeah. to wrap it up yet. And yeah. in Puma I'd like South to, Africa. Yeah. I'd like to you delve know, into how traveling un- Lyman's. we're very underrepresented uh, at the yeah. Minnesota State Capitol. Yeah, I'd like to delve, delve into that, how if you're on the conservative yeah. side of the and aisle, I, you you know just, there's nobody to represent you. I agree with Kenny. I also have a breaking news story. Uh, if you're a baseball fan, oh, uh, Tim McCarver has passed away. No, really, really? A- eighty-one years old. Yeah, he was eighty-one. Yep. My uncle taught Tim McCarver in high school. I knew. Yeah, really? I remember you telling us yeah. that. He was a uh, fine catcher when he played. Yeah, Overrated he played, broadcaster. Uh, I, if you played for the me. Cardinals. Yeah. What did he played teach for him? the Cardinals and Phillies. Yes. Yeah. McCarver was in some Christian Brothers high school, either in St. Louis or where was my maybe Memphis. Where is McCarver from? Well, let me look. Missouri. Missouri. I don't think he was from St. Louis. I think my uncle taught for a while in uh, Memphis. He was uh, born in Illinois. Memphis, Tennessee. Joe, you are correct. He went to Christian Brothers High School. Look at that, Memphis. Yep. What about Mine, Illinois? I like thought you said your grandparents were from trap. Illinois. My grandparents? What did you say? Your grandfather talked to talking McCarver. about my uncle. Your uncle. That's what it was. Sod Hut guy? That's it. No, different side of the family. <laughs> oh. Oh, I see. But my mom's family was from Alton, Illinois. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Home of? 
The big guy. Robert Wadlow. Robert Wadlow, yeah. the giant. They used to see him get hauled around in the back of a pickup truck. Hmm. He couldn't Tough fit days. in a car. Yeah. Tough way to make a buck. Joe, I have some personal information. Yeah, I, I mean, if go. you've got some time uh, <laughs> about my search for uh, a used car, uh, I was going to drive up to Wadena this afternoon. On this day car. in 1855. <laughs> guy called me and said, oh, the oil light's on. Uh, you better not come up. She's not running right. Fair, a fair bull was platted. On this day in 1860. So it's Minnesota, back to the old, old drawing board. Still looking for a car, Joe. <laughs> Email Kenny. <laughs> On this day in 1860, uh-huh. the Minnesota State Agricultural Society was they started figured the that they started that up. Yeah. Yeah. In Farms 1864, the Wasika County Horse Thieves Detectives were organized in Wilton. Ooh, I'm sensing a theme. Thursdays this day in history doesn't get the same. Effort, One of several Ooh, such settler. One of several such settler colonist groups, it continued to hold social meetings after 1880, and when horse thieving became a thing of the past, it focused its energies on tracing stolen cars. Wait, 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 wait. The Horse Thief Association. What's up with those horseshoes? This is a repeat item. You did this same item a year ago today. What? I just, this I don't remember much, what but I remember off. us but discussing it's February sixteenth a year ago. Yeah, on sixteenth of Feb. Yeah, See, they all repeat it, themselves. They'll do it next year. Too, I get, I you'll hear it next year. Well, we year. can't. We can't have that. Oh no, that, that's, that's the no beauty good. of this day. In you history. need a new history service. Oh, that's the beauty. Probably of have the same so, record high. And I low, think too. the guy doing Thank the history you, service, he's too busy looking at giraffes and zebras <laughs> and not paying attention to what <laughs> no, we pay him no, for. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. <laughs> what about him? those horse thieves and those horseshoes? Is that what they were was like trying to get the... They're everybody uh, but the horses. The carburetor, what was it called? <laughs> Rook, speaking of breaking news, uh, the inventor of the uh, the windshield factor passed away today. Oh. He was 82, but he felt like he was 64. <laughs> oh, my God. That was a great novel. I can't think of the author's name. It was a local guy. It was called The Windshield Factor. It was a really good mystery. Did he feel like he was 64? No. No. Oh. Hey, uh, Suj, how do you think the... the windshield uh, room? factor, John? How much I'm looking the, uh, right now. Joe, That's with the roommate Thomas Gifford, Joe. Thomas, Thomas Gifford? Yeah. 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 Well, would the roommate appreciate an old square body Chevy with yes. a big block in She'd it and straight that. pipes? She'd love that. Hmm. My turn? Pod MN on your smartphone. <laughs> GarageLogic.com to sign up for Wrap it up, Rook. We've been Council. here all day. Come on, man. Let's go. Online store. <laughs> We all want to be replaced by golf courts. Just keep it up. (laughs) (laughs) More crap like this on our YouTube page. Go ahead and subscribe. More crap. I wouldn't refer to it like that. Let's get this over with. Come on, man. Joe, you made it. It's 129. Head a boy. Yep. Cha. We're not done yet, though. That's a good point. Cha. Indictment Watch. Trump Grand Jury recommends... It is time once again to check in with Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, and now's the time for you to do the same. So don't delay. Pick up the phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. That number, once again, is 952-925-5608. You call that number and you get Josh. And you're always going to get straight talk. You're never going to get sugar-coated advice. And Josh is on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And today, Josh, you would like to touch on the Fed, earnings, and of course, baseball. Chris, it's baseball season. Yes, it is. Pitchers and catchers report today a great sign of 
spring, although not so much spring looking outside in Minnesota yet, but it's going to come. Baseball. I'm a big baseball fan, have been all my life. Love watching baseball, love throwing the ball around with my boys and even my daughter. Baseball is in plenty of rules, rules changes taking place. And for those of you who want to own, how about this? You want to own a baseball team, you can own through Liberty Media's stake in the Atlanta Braves. You can be an owner of the Atlanta Braves. Stock typically has not moved too much, but you can own the Atlanta Braves. Kind of interesting, isn't it? Being a baseball owner during the baseball season. There's plenty of volatility, we'll say, in the baseball season. Plenty of ups and downs. And the stock market certainly reflects that. Today, some more economic news that many of the macro uh, folks were watching. Today came out the uh, producer price index for the month of January came in a little bit hotter than expected. Well, if you took a look at the CPI number that came out earlier, guess what? That was a little bit hotter than expected, and you particularly saw that in food prices going up and energy prices also moving up a little bit. So, of course, that's going to translate into producer price index. Plus, uh, we also had a the weekly jobs number came out, and there were fewer people jobless that had been expected. And that gave, again, traders fear, oh my gosh, jobs market is still too tight and the Fed's going to continue raising rates, but at a higher pace than they had thought just a few days ago. There's a little bit of add-on to that in that uh, we've had more Fed speak and the Fed speakers still remain hawkish. That's really not good overall for the market as the market moves down. One piece of negative news was the Philadelphia Manufacturing Index, which showed a slowdown. The Fed is still a key in the market, and then we have the stuff that really does move a lot of stock, and that's earnings. The earnings results of companies have been treated the way they should. If you miss, miss the numbers, guide down your stock is going down, not up. If you have a problem that you're going to reveal, like Ford revealed some problems and some additional problems with their Ford F-150 vehicle with the battery and a vehicle catching fire. An electric vehicle catching fire, that is not good for the stock. So production on the F-150 Lightning has been halted until that's resolved. Ford stock has come down. In the last year, Ford stock has been cut in half. Almost looks like a technology company. Not a place I want to be. On the other hand, Cisco reported better than expected uh, numbers and is resolving its backlog. That stock moved up. Another tech stock, Twilo, which had cut employees, about 17% of their workforce, and they saw their stock rise on better than expected numbers. They're still losing money, but it's a little less than had been expected and showed a path to profitability, and that was a big positive for Twilo. We have seen that throughout the earnings calls so far this year. We still have some more retail numbers to come out in the next week, and that'll give a better sense of where the market is going. Meantime, DraftKings 
reports its numbers after the bell. They're still not profitable, but many people will be looking for their guidance as to when they will achieve profitability. Plus, they want to see the results not only of their handle, but also what their marketing expenses are in order to acquire a new customers. Gaming revenues have been on the upswing in Las Vegas and elsewhere, and that has been a positive to my favorite uh, casino name. Very good, Mr. Money Talk. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up that phone and make that call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and you're never going to get sugar-coated advice. Josh, as always, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Look forward to it. See you next week. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.